0: Hello and welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me Phil and me Paul. And this week we are having two shows, Are you lucky lucky people. Um, this one you're listening to right now, this is going to be the, uh, the Doctor Who centric episode and then afterwards we'll be kicking out our uh, Torchwood episode. So um, yeah, it's going to be a busy busy evening for us. So uh, first things first, how was your holiday Paul? Yes, it was. It was okay. It was good, excellent. So you're fully revitalised and ready for the and rigors full of, of podcast. Yes. Full of Guinness, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, why not? You, you you can't go to Dublin without having the Guinness, can you? Really? This podcast is is powered by Guinness. <laughs> not me. I'm on water at the moment. <laughs> I'd rather, I had a full last night, so. <laughs>
1: No, I mean I'm not drinking it at the moment, but I think I've probably still
0: got half of <laughs> yeah, you got you half a tank, half a tank Ed. of Guinness, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so that's you're fully revitalised with the vigours of podcasting. Yes, good stuff. So, um, you, people at home, you have to be very, very um, sort of wary of this podcast because obviously um, I've been able to watch Tortured and Doctor at my own leisure, whereas Paul's had to cram. How many viewings of each? Episode two, who's two, one, Torchwood,
1: is it two of each? I've seen two of each. The only thing I haven't <laughs> been seen is the second Confidential. Oh, I have Last what? night's Confidential. That's, I the only, that's what I haven't been able to yet. see. No, I
0: haven't seen it myself yet. So join, yeah, I'll, 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 join the club yeah. on that one.
1: Yeah, so since I got in at about 11 o'clock last night, I've probably watched six hours combined. <laughs> <laughs>
0: However, um... So, well, so, if
1: I start actually,
0: yeah. So, if, so of mixing the different episodes yes. into one podcast. Then I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Right. So that's that's the apologies over. <laughs> before we've even done anything wrong, um, we'll be splitting. Obviously, we're splitting our, well, our so-called reviews into two separate shows, and we're also splitting the news into two separate shows as well. So, um, let's let's start with this week's or this episode's news, I should say. Um and the most important news is that Edward Russell completed his Walk for Liz uh yesterday. Uh so congratulations, Edward. Um that's yeah. no no mean feat and uh and he managed I, I, to write ra- how his feet feel mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well he was tweeting he was complaining of blisters and I'm not surprised, but by all accounts um he was out partying last night, so I, th- I think he's earned it, really. Yeah. Um and he hit his target. Of um, fifteen thousand um, pounds, the exact figure was fifteen thousand five hundred ninety-two pounds and thirteen pence. So that's uh, that's well, a big that congratulations. Show up as well. I hope so. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can still make donations to the uh, to the hospice. Uh, the link is still on our website. Uh, so please, please um, make donations if you haven't done so already. Um, if you don't want to go to our website, just go to the justgiving.com forward slash walkforliz website, so you can make a donation from there. Okay. Shall we have a little bit of... Um, what's the really Doctor Who news. It's almost like a, a follow-on from a bit of news from last week. Um, now, if you can cast your minds back, we reported on a rather bizarre tweet directed at Stephen Moffat, which contained a rather nasty four-letter word. Uh, it's Came from the BSFA, who have, or rather, an employee of the BSFA, uh, which, I suppose, you don't know, and I didn't know this. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Paul. It's the British Science Fiction Association. Mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I must admit, I've, I'm not aware of their work, but uh, they issued an apology uh, to Stephen Moffat on Friday. Um, sorry, on Wednesday. Sorry, um, because the offensive tweet was made by one of its committee members uh, of the Friday before um really bizarre still obviously don't know why this individual felt he had to do this but uh, they just wanted to make sure the well, or the BSFA wants to make sure that they did not endorse either the choice of the wording or the sentiments expressed in the tweet so uh yeah bizarre but that that's uh, but that's the source of the offending article so I, that why would I want to do that I I still say bitter and twisted failed writer but There you go. There you go. So, let's have uh, some more news. And congratulations. More congratulations, actually. Uh, Colin Baker has been elected the president of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, um, who's taken over the role from Nicholas Courtney, who sadly died this year. Um, And I didn't know Nicholas Courtney actually held that role from 1997, yeah. Until he's deaf, so I, I didn't realise he held, the, he held the, the sort of position for that long. Um, so the society's been running since uh, 1976, um, and basically the election of uh, Colin Baker to his presidency um, it was conducted through a survey of members and was announced at the Day of the Daleks event at the Riverside Studios last Sunday. So that uh, yeah, so congratulations to him. He said, yeah, "I think he's yeah, he's, he's been a great ambassador, a... isn't he? Yeah, yes, I yeah. think so." Yeah, um, considering how, how badly he was treated at the time, yeah, could have could have got very angry, very bitter he? about it. And yeah, but whatever.
1: Um, but
0: no, he's, no, he's been, uh... no, he's been very a very big advocate of the show and, and has defended it when when everyone was attacking it. Basically, so you know, congratulations to him; it, it's deserved. It and we deserved. don't think he's
1: just trying to keep the post
0: warm for Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably cursing at home now. I wanted that one. <laughs> I wanted to be president. Okay, um, final bit of news for this particular um, show is the overnight viewing figures for The Girl Who Waited. Um, it achieved six million viewers. And um, obviously these figures are unofficial. Um, You've been in that car park. I've been in that car park again. I've met, met with my my shady, dodgy contact. And uh, yeah, so they are the unofficial overnight viewing figures and Obviously, not taking into account the iPlayer figures or the uh, recorded figures as well for you know, <laughs> Sky Plus and whatever. And yeah, uh, people like us who didn't actually watch it until. Yes. Now this this is abso- this is absolutely amazing because it was up against Anton Deck's new game show Red and Black, and this week it only achieved 4.6 million viewers. So I think people just caught on to the fact that Red and Black is just a load of rubbish, basically. Although Um, I
1: have to say, the advantage it had this this week was Doctor Who's, for a large extent, was that it followed on from uh, uh, Strictly Come Dancing, didn't it?
0: Yes. Well, that was that was our sort of uh, which
1: rather rather than some rather than a program that rather than actually a filler program, which it tends to follow. Not going back to mentioning. Are you saying Don't Scare the Hair was a filler program? I will
0: not have that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, it's actually to be following something like that. Actually, for it to be that way round was interesting.
0: Because yeah, I think they've, in um, they've sort of kept
1: the past years. Hasn't Doctor Who been the warm-up for...
0: Well, it remains to be seen because it's three weeks' time, I believe, when Strictly starts again. Yeah. Um, and I believe by then Doctor Who would have finished... Yeah, I believe yeah. So,
1: but they didn't—they didn't fiddle about with Doctor Who's no, schedules to put this on. Which not is, at all. You know, They—they've
0: they, kept to that sort of seven-ish um, yeah. time slot, which is—it's it, working at the moment. I think if they did put it on earlier, um, maybe they would have had lower viewing figures. Don't know. Mm. Don't know. Um, but obviously, the winner on the night for viewing figures was The X Factor. Which had ten ten point six million, but well, that sort of goes without saying unfortunately. It yeah, that's it. Um but the launch actually don't you say the launch of Strictly Come Dancing, an audience of seven point six million viewers. So the, the drop-off between that and Doctor Who wasn't that big really. No. So it's very, very healthy viewing figures. Okay. Right. Now as we've um got a crack on our, our reviews, it was a very, very short um news section this evening. So and as Paul hasn't had time to trawl through the papers for any odd Who news, uh, we'll shall uh, we'll, we'll call it a day there, shall we? On the news, yes. On the news, yes. So that was the news. Okay, uh, let's get on with our review of Doctor Who. I mean, we've got two episodes to do um, tonight, um, so let's do Night Terrors first, shall we?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. So. Um, as you've been away Paul um and you've seemed to have watched this one <laughs> it's still fresh in your memory after watching it twice today uh what what did you think? I liked it. So um, did I. I sort,
1: sort of had more of a,
0: a sapphire and steel feel to it. Yeah, ever, actually a lot of people have been saying exactly the same thing. They really have it, and it was it was it was very very sapphire and steel. Um you could have Im- you imagined
1: um David McCallum being in the the flats and Joanna Lumley wandering
0: around the old house you around the dolls house yeah. yeah i think i think if they were to bring back Sapphire and still they couldn't have done much you know couldn't have done any, any wrong in um using that particular story really yeah yeah, really really
1: good um yeah but again no, that actually there's nothing wrong with that because some of the stories and if you're talking about trying to do creepy then yeah that yeah. is the sort of level.
0: Well obviously there was there a, was a children's creepy, that's about the level you can that's the you level you can understand. go to, that's it. Um yeah. I mean obviously there was that massive amount of hype beforehand. Um as there was to last night's episode, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that later. Yeah. Um but yeah obviously said it was the scariest episode of Doctor Who and we've all heard that before. It mm. it wasn't the scariest episode of Doctor Who, but it, it was a very I thought a very, very effective episode. Um, I mean, actually, the, the scariest
1: bits were right at the beginning, weren't they? I mean, yeah, because it. Was, it, the, it tension, rather than actually even the, the, the running. By the time you got to the running down corridor section of it, mm. it was probably trailing off a bit by then, shall I say. But it was actually more the what was going to happen to the child and what was happening. Once you actually knew what was happening, it was sort of the psychological side of it went a bit.
0: Yeah, there was that whole thing about, you know, one minute the Doctor wants to open the cupboard, then he realised there is something in there, um, yeah. which even sort of scares him. Um, then it's yeah. this whole thing about shall we, shall we? Um, but, you know, there's that bit when he was about to open the cupboard and then that's when Purcell knocked at the door. Yeah. Um, that was a good... Sort of effective, sort of make you jump moment. Um, as was Mrs. Rossett being sucked into the big pile of bin bags. Yeah. I thought was quite good Which as well. Which just
1: reminded me of the person being sucked into the rubber chair or plastic chair. Hmm. Which also looked like a bin bag in yeah. Terror of the Autons, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly my fault on. <laughs> yeah. Mind <laughs> going back to. And I've wondered even if that was. Uh, Little nod back. Oh, it could well have been in that sense.
0: It could well have been because um, Gatiss has always said that John Pertwee was his yeah. favourite doctor. It, it was that whole Edwardian um, sort of dandy out sort of character that the yeah. John Pertwee was. So he's always like that. So you know,
1: um, yeah, yeah. And I think in the interview, in the actual the confidential I've seen, was he says about. When you're writing. For, you think you're writing for a new Who, and then you watch it back and you think, "Ah, oh, it's John
0: Percival." Yes. <laughs> well, he's he, in my eyes, anyway. He's certainly re, re, sort of redeemed himself for *Picture um, of the Daleks*.
1: Yeah, to be a certain to a certain extent, of course, it is more his area of it is yeah
0: of work, isn't it? The yeah. sort of comic horror. That's it. Yeah, it's definitely more more his his style, definitely. Um, yeah but the whole thing um and actually wasn't played for laughs no it wasn't it wasn't at all, really
1: was it there was I mean there were some bits that did make me laugh but very subtle lines and nothing particularly no that's right that's right I think was, Arthur look some of the looks he gives
0: in it just make me laugh actually well he, he actually thought Arthur had some good lines or yeah. you know Rory had some good lines um the whole thing about, I don't know what it just made me chuckle, he said that the message they got from um, from George, so he's quite sure it wasn't junk mail. Yeah. Um, and also, when they were transported into the doll's house, uh, when they came round, he just sort of, we're dead, aren't we? We're dead. That oh, we're dead again, you know. <laughs> yeah. It just made me laugh. Um, but it's just the look he gave when Amy goes back
1: for the wooden saucepan or frying pan, whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. And I was just like, so, yeah, that, that's about right for her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I thought everyone was very, very good in it, actually. Um, there's been a little bit of criticism towards um, the, the, the child actor who played George, um, which I think is a tad unfair, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, th- but... I
1: think he was more to the child actor than the girl who played Amelia, wasn't he? Yes. Was. You know, yeah. he sort of... You, you you thought this is a kid acting rather than... Yeah,
0: I mean, there was... Uh, what it talk, it's a child it
1: was, in, in terror.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think talking of um, child actors, the whole... Well, it's, it's very difficult to criticise a kid, though. It exactly. is, isn't it? You can't. It's, it's unfair, too. Um, but there was... And I thought this one watching it, and obviously there other people making the same comparison, that it was very, very much like Fear Her, because you had the monster in the cupboard yeah you had the little um kids who's basically whose who's imagination was making it happen to, yeah you know to, and uh, people being sucked out of time into yeah in, into this kids. kid's nightmare world yeah you know um, but that's it's really where, uh, exactly I was about to say that's where the comparisons end because fear her was rubbish and this was great really yeah. um, it's yeah. almost like yeah, they've just gone back and said no that's actually a really good story. Well, that's the thing. Prop- Fear had a lot of potential. Yeah. It had all the classic ingredients to, to give kids a good scare. You know, um, I mean, you had people being sucked into the kids' drawings and were still sort of alive. Um, and you had a monster in the cupboard. It was, And the kid was possessed as well. Yeah. Um, it, so all the ingredients were there. But what came out was absolute tosh. Um, but this was, as, as you said... This is how it it's done properly. It's as as the pictures. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was very, very good. Um, okay, a few of the, sort of like the old, like Mrs. Ross, so that didn't really, her character didn't really go anywhere, did it? We never found out whether she well, was... Not very quickly, anyway. No. <laughs> um, th- That's what made me
1: think, was, was the actual... The just I can't believe I was so slow to pick bags, up on that. Just done, just because you wanted to... He'd had the idea of someone being swallowed by this black plastic and wanted to
0: put it in. Yeah, it's just, yeah just echo terror of the old songs. I think that was... Yeah. Having... um, I, He didn't say anything about that in last week's Confidential, did he? Well, actually, that's why I sort of watched the
1: Confidential, because I thought, oh, if he says it, then I've... Obviously, to see if he actually did say, oh,
0: that's, why I, that's where that came from.
1: Yeah. Uh, no.
0: No, I really, really liked it. Um, the... I was I going to say? Yeah, I thought the... OK, some of the... I say, Mrs Rossiter, OK, didn't really go anywhere. He didn't really find out what happened to her. Again, it could have just been an editing thing again. And it was just actually just to show
1: another thing that he's scared of that ended up in the, yeah, in the was house, her, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, was, it was
0: her breathing heavily because her knees were killing her. Walking, yeah. up, you know, walking past on the landing. Um yeah. Then you add the landlord, Purcell, and his and uh, bulldog, yeah, Bernard. Yeah, that's Threaten the dad. Yeah, um... Again, it was a little bit of. Uh...
1: I thought that actually the special effects of the carpet and mm. all very clever how it was done, but it just didn't, didn't. It didn't come off well, did it? No, no, that was a it, little it, bit it, too liquid, didn't it? You know, it's just not. I, well, don't know. It... I don't. Well, it wasn't the fact it was so. It was. It was too just... liquid. It was the fact that it was you. It's too sharp the line around. It was. The yeah. Fate you... and everything. Yeah, you could.
0: It? You could tell where he stopped and the CGI started, couldn't you? Mm. Yeah. um... So didn't quite it was an interesting idea. Yeah. But it didn't quite didn't quite come off. Um yeah. but hey, it was it was still a whole lot the CGR was still a whole lot better than what we had on episode two of Talk of Miracle Day with the, the backwards walking woman. <laughs> yes. And there was a lot more money thrown at that, so Yeah Yeah. Um Yeah, I'll just say that the character of Purcell, it was a little bit of a like a bogeyman figure really, wasn't it? Yeah. He sort of didn't serve much more of a purpose than that. Before, he yeah, was, was he uh, was
1: just another threatening figure. I mean, that's what it was,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, he was just set up
1: with all the different bits that threatened him. Yeah, went into the cupboard.
0: Yeah, but, so yeah, so so though um, it does bring on to one thing is why would a um, wild little boy have a doll's house in his cupboard? And why is he scared of it?
1: I suppose well, they said they bought him anything that they bought him or that had been bought for him, toys he didn't like. Whether some, whether it was a family heirloom that had been handed down to him, God knows, by someone in the family, and yeah, obviously he was, didn't like it from the moment he saw it. Yeah, it was
0: just so it uh, the cupboard. It was just a bizarre thing to give a young, to give a young boy as a toy. Really, it was yeah. He uh, wasn't scared of all the robots. And, and it may, and he, and he wasn't scared. It,
1: it, it may well have been it may well have been her doll's the mother's doll's house when she was a girl and it's just sort of It could have been. Because he um, didn't because they didn't have a daughter, he ended up with it. Yeah, it could have
0: been. Again we're just um again it could have been something cut out of in the edit. Yeah. Couldn't it? Um But as I say, I haven't watched um last night's confidential, so I don't sorry, last lot I keep see. I'm getting myself confused now. This is last week's confidential. I can't remember if they said anything about it in last week's confidential. No, they didn't. I don't think. As as I. Um, I think
1: it was just so they could use a a big doll's house, a, a big house. Yeah, to, yeah. to have, a, have a creepy
0: creepy peg old dolls. house.
1: Yeah, story
0: without having to make it an obvious. Yeah, that's it. Um, there was some. I thought a nice little. Um, Nice little callback as well. Um, the doctor doing his air kissing again. Yeah. When uh, Georgie's mum came home, was it Claire? Wasn't it? I thought that was quite. Yeah. Um, I thought nice to see that sort of made return. I haven't forgotten about that bit. Um, the only thing I thought, oh, here we go again, was that it was the use of perception filters. They sort of overdone the perception filter bit, haven't they? Since the show came back six years yeah. ago. Um, yes, yeah,
1: so, you've had it with. Few things. I mean, even with Matt Smith, you've
0: had it, haven't you? With yeah.
1: Vampires of Venice and um, that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: And wasn't wasn't Perception Phil was also using the Lodger as well. Yeah. 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 To hide the fact hide that, that, that whatever story. that yeah whatever that house house was Tardis thing whatever yeah to make him forget that it was a one story house yeah so yeah it's been I think it's been overused a little bit now. Um, so maybe they should sort of come up with something a, a little a little bit different. Yeah, um,
1: I mean, I suppose that was the thing, wasn't it? They needed something to um, t- to incorporate the the kid into the family without th- to make it realise that it was the child rather than. Yeah.
0: However, it, it wasn't much of a yeah. perception, Phil, because the the um, the Daniel May's character soon forgot when the doctor sort of prompted him. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it sort of ceased working at that point, but. You know, a dramatic, dramatic license and everything. I suppose it's just one of those things, isn't it? You,
1: you, it buries it somewhere in the bottom of your mind, and unless it's actually dragged out,
0: yeah,
1: you don't, you don't really know uh, what's no, going but on. But once it has
0: been, then obviously it breaks the,
1: the mirror, so
0: to speak. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I like to go back to dialogue again, which I thought was, sort of, I thought was very, very good, was the. The line about not letting George watch um scary television. Yeah. Um and the doctors, Oh no, no, don't do that. And I just thought that was that was a, a nice little dig at Yeah, we uh, stopped him, yeah, from watching. Yeah, nice little dig at groups like Media Watch. Yeah. I think really. Um And it's probably come from
1: where that's probably the line that was in his head when he did the interview before the start of the um Matt Smith did an interview when he was saying Doctor Who should be scary and yeah, that's right. Ahead of it, so it's probably actually why that was brought up in the interview. And to a certain extent, you know,
0: yeah,
1: because um, they knew it was something that was going to come up as a line.
0: No, it was it was a, I I thought, a, a very a very a good point, well made actually. Really I say my
1: favourite line in it was about the wooden. Yes, fence, yes, it's getting embarrassing. Fence. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Perhaps it's termites that have gone on the property like <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, th- I thought you were going to say about the... He uh, didn't have a, a wood setting for the Sonic Screwdriver. He said, I must get, get a setting for wood. This is getting it's embarrassing. Just, yeah. Yeah I, did, yeah, I thought that was a good line. Um, but there was another little line as well. I could be reading a bit too much into this. It's when they were reunited um, at the end of the episode. Um... And the doctor, said, here we are all again, all together. We're together again in the flesh. Now, is that a a possible hint of what's going to happen in the future? Hmm. I actually had not thought with that. Yeah. It. It probably. Again, we're just speculating here, which is not. I've always said I've got on record as saying not something I like to do, but. Um, yeah. But considering that there was absolutely no,
1: as far as you could see, there was no story arc element to. Only until right
0: to the end, which... We're in the TARDIS, yeah. The end, yeah, with, yeah, with the nursery rhyme, um, yeah. which which Stephen Moffat asked Mark Gates to include at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, who, who knows? Who knows? But that, that, that just all made me think. It just seemed to make a big... It just seemed a bit of an odd statement to make. Yeah. And I, I know Amy had just been turned into a peg doll. Um, but again, it could just be a red herring. Yeah. Really could be. Yeah,
1: I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if if it was, and he'd and he'd written it to
0: uh, to be exactly that.
1: Yeah, yeah, to, to get people going. Ah, oh, see, like you said, there in the flesh. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't people, put it past him to have done that. No, certainly getting people like me to uh, mention it. Yeah. Yes. Um. There was anything about it you didn't like?
1: Um.
0: No, the other thing actually, though. No other than the other
1: thing actually that got me was I was trying to work out where I'd seen the kid's wallpaper before. Right. <laughs> and I've got no idea. And I don't know why it then suddenly started to bug me. It had <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with the the show
0: at all. But you just thought where's that kid where's he got his wallpaper from? Yeah. It wasn't something you had as a child, was it? No, I don't no, no, I don't Actually I just suddenly think my
1: parents couldn't have children, so no. <laughs> It's no, it just was. It just started off with the 'cause it was just the aircraft and helicopters, wasn't it? And whatever. Yeah. And he just looked at that and uh and I thought oh, I wonder if you had that as a as a child Uh no I do <laughs> your, air, your aircraft. And um <laughs> then it was just then but that was just laughing. And then it did actually start to when I watched it the second time I was thinking myself, I'm sure I've seen that somewhere in some other Set or something on something else. Mm. See, not, not absolutely nothing connected to the show, nothing to do with. Oh, thank God for that
0: setup! I set say, thank God for that I've seen it all put up in some other little boy's bedroom, but <laughs> 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 oh, thank God for that! That's when I was hiding in the cupboard.
1: <laughs> no, it just it just was. It just then 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 watching it the second <laughs> time, it did start to bug me, but absolutely no idea why it even. It even occurred to me that there was something about it that reminded me of something else. But
0: well, I, I actually it wasn't so much the um, well. You mentioned the wallpaper, the the actual um, George with these little um, sort of mop of red hair and uh, the stripy pajamas. Now it didn't remind me of me as a little kid. Um, it just it reminded me of um, it was a toothpaste advert. And there was a like a it's like a cartoon family all brushing their teeth in the oh, morning. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: that one. It was, um, yeah. we uh, might advertise which toothpaste,
0: but yeah, I know which one you mean now. Yeah, um, oh, it, it's the it's which the toothpaste? blue it's, yeah it's the the blue red and white striped toothpaste. Yeah. But yeah, I can't remember what the hell yeah. it was now. Um, no, it just seems. we're not we're not going to mention brand names unless they send us
1: some. No, exactly. <laughs> I want free toothpaste, damn it. I've been promoting the Guinness heavily and they haven't sent me any of that yet. Yeah, exactly.
0: Never mind the Aston Martins and... <laughs> and Di- I don't drive, so it doesn't... And Diamonds for the Misses, it's just... <laughs> I haven't got a we do, I, I just want toothpaste. <laughs> toothpaste and Guinness. Guinness. <laughs> See, you can get drunk. Other, p- other stouts are available. They are they are available. But, mmm, <laughs> Guinness, yes. Guinness toothpaste yes. as well. No, say so you can, you can, you can get pissed on the Guinness, and then clean your teeth to hide your beer breath. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. That's how it works. You see, there is method behind such all this. Such is, is life. Such is life. But there is method behind this plugging. Huh? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it wasn't really anything you didn't like.
1: Um. Apart from the wallpaper. No, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't, I disliked the wallpaper, I just couldn't
0: work out where I'd seen it before. <laughs> it ruined the whole show for me. Now, the only thing, the only thing I i wasn't overly um, sort of struck on, or, or for me wasn't really explained that well, um, was actually George's character, or, or his species, the Tenza. Yeah. Um, it was all garbled out very quickly about him being a cuckoo species and um, and all that. It didn't really... Go into too much detail about you know the level of these psychic powers that could travel across time and space yeah uh, to hit psychic uh, the doctor's psychic paper um but yeah that that's that was really the only thing i could yeah i mean obviously they it, were really, a psychic because they
1: latched onto feelings and yeah whatever as um, to into, into, into where they made their home but older th- yeah again didn't Which actually know, explains why the psychic paper
0: the message was sent to the psychic paper, I suppose. because it was, I suppose um, so, but it didn't really explain how how you know it, it went yeah. across galaxies and universe. I would have thought it would have yeah. been sort of in some sort of proximity to have picked up. But yeah, I know it. The, the, it that was the only bit for me. This wasn't really explained that well. Really. Yeah, there were, there, it was sort of um not not sort of glossed over as such, but it, I I mean, it was, it was just dealt with very quickly, wasn't it?
1: It's just something different for they turn up and something's happening. The way yeah. you used to contrive a plot. Yeah. Um, it was a slightly different way of doing it. It was. Um,
0: but uh, what, we were, what we were saying, it, it, it was sort of glad it was a standalone episode, really. Yeah. Which we haven't had a lot of. Yeah, so, and so it was far. it
1: was enjoyable for that, just that you could just actually sit back and, and watch it. Yeah. As that, and you're not sitting there thinking. Now, do I need to be paying attention to this? Is that going to... It may well turn out that there's more in this than there has been in some... It meets the eye, exactly. Um... But I've tried not to think of it like that, and I've tried to think of it as a standalone episode and just enjoy it for what it was. And I did enjoy it for what it was. I did as well.
0: I did. Um, Now, shall we... As we said, we both enjoyed it. Shall we leave that one there? Shall we move on to The Girl That Waited? Yes. Yes. Um, Which, obviously, another standalone episode...
1: Yeah. It's actually, almost you think to yourself, well, why did they have to put them together? Couldn't they have
0: spaced out? Well, you think that um, Night Terrors and The Curse of the Black Spot were swapped, weren't they? Yeah. So you just swapped. Um, standalone for, a, for stand- a standalone. I know in The Curse of the Black Spot you had um, Madame Kavarian, you know, pulling back the. The sliding doors have a, a, a peek at Amy but um but I suspect but that have was it really that wasn't that
1: it? in you the could, have, dog's you could, house
0: exactly they could have done it there couldn't they yeah, yeah. It's precisely that was
1: an effect actually that I suspect was put, was put in afterwards after yeah.
0: production had been done yeah so it was, uh yeah I'll I, I put this well this episode apparently um it's actually I've been hearing some other rumours as well that people seem to think this whole um series has been doctor light um in, in as far as it's focusing more on amy and rory and uh-huh. spe- and especially the girl who waited did fe- sort of feature amy and rory more it featured them more heavily than it did the doctor um yeah. but apparently there was a good reason for this because it was actually being filmed back to back with another episode which well you, I mean that's which, which is a bit which is the obviously... reason
1: for the doctor light episodes, hasn't it was the yeah fact
0: that it allowed them to
1: actually shoot an extra episode why by... yeah' it's usually the doctor light episodes also sometimes tend to not have the assistant either they have some random character that's well if you go back to something like blink yeah and um oh, my brain's gone dead on the mark Warren
0: oh um oh crikey. Love it's and Monsters, called. yeah, Love and Monsters. My which, God. Again,
1: he just came in at the end, didn't
0: he? Yeah, see
1: it. They have not They've intended not to even, like I say, have the assistant. So they've actually almost been filming a proper.
0: Well, something not even Doctor Who, really. Yeah, especially in the case of Love and Monsters. But um, yeah. yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, also obviously we're going to get a future episode which is going to be um, Doctor heavy rather than Amy and Rory. So, but yeah. I, I I think that sort of happens
1: though when you've got two assistants, does. they can go off and do stuff together, or you can have an episode of them finding each other, or yeah, whatever. I mean the the, the very early when um the William Hartnell ones were somewhat similar, weren't they? Well, that the,
0: the, well that was mostly with the fact because William Hartnell it went was, on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
1: it works on the same basis.
0: It I mean, is. It's that's not, right. That's right. You can't turn around. You can't
1: criticise this for being
0: something unDoctor Who. No, and I do think this this particular series has sort of drawn out a few, or actually quite a few negative um, reactions from from fans. And I don't even know if it's actually fans who are uh, who, who, who are dishing this out. I, I really don't know. I really don't know. It it just seems a little bit bizarre because um the whole thing about River Song it is tied into the Doctor and Amy and Rory. That one yeah. that one character is has brought the other three together. She she's the, the link between the three characters. Mm. Um so to say that it's Doctor Light, it's focusing too much on Amy and Rory, I think is utter nonsense really. Yeah. I mean not only that,
1: I mean I think it's actually good that at least we've got away from the, is does this the the sexual chemistry or whatever between the doctor and the assistant that we had, has gone. Yeah, now, you've got two people. There's absolutely no chemistry to the doctor, or at least that they're so much as an item together. Yeah, it's just it's, it's the back- doctor's just just the the
0: overseer. Yeah, it's back to the like. It's just the travelling companions again, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we, I think this is what a lot of viewers of old who have sort of criticised the, the sort of the new Who for is this Doctor's relationships with all his um, companions. All of a sudden. Yeah. Um, which I must admit, I'm, I wasn't particularly struck on myself actually. No. That that's not what the Doctors are about. I mean, obviously, um, you. You've got to assume that at some point in his travels, he's he's got to fall in love with someone he meets. Yes. Um, well, there's,
1: there's been the obviously the uh, River Song character has provided the love interest for him, hasn't it? Yeah.
0: Um, but, oh, who, but 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 but, then, who, but who knows if that's going to turn out how we think it's going to? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's allowed. But at least um, Rory and Amy's allowed the writers to to have the. The love and, and in imperil um, storylines,
0: yeah. without having to include the Doctor in them. Well, I suppose that's where I, I'm sort of trying to read between the lines, and maybe that's why people are actually sort of thinking, "Well, it's focusing too much on Amy and Rory because, because of their relationship, the Doctor's always become like, a, how can I put it, like threes a crowd. Yeah, the gooseberry. The gooseberry. Um yeah. Whereas everyone thought Rory was the gooseberry. If you yeah. go back to series five, the whole the, the dynamic in the TARDIS has completely changed around. Yeah, because the beginning of Rory was the gooseberry um, to a certain extent, and now it's the Doctor. But because Matt Smith plays it so awkward, yeah, exactly, it's, it's, it works. I yeah, think. I think but it does. Full, I think it
1: does. It works rather well.
0: Full credit to him.
1: Um, and gives you the scenes like in the girl who waited, where the older Amy starts to reach for the lipstick. Yeah. You know, you could get that sort of really the the what she's been
0: through. I I really in that scene. I, I must. I haven't really talked about much about this episode so far, um, no. but um, I really, really did like this episode. Yeah, I really did. Um, I thought it was really well written. Um, it was well acted. Um, I thought Karen Gillard was excellent.
1: Yeah, in um, both roles.
0: In both roles, I mean, I thought she was... particularly that actually,
1: sort of, of always sort of, but she's slightly, well, I mean, you've always felt that in the acting side of it, she's always been weakest link out of the three of them. Yeah, or even out of the four of them, if you include uh, Alice Kingston. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So to actually see her pull off that the role of the older. The older it's Amy, like, and I—I
0: I thought she was absolutely. I thought the whole thing just came together. I thought the aging makeup was, yeah. was excellent. It really was. They didn't overdo it, did they? No. Um, and I thought she played an older Amy fantastically. Yeah. She really did. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show how much she's improved as an actress. Yeah. Because uh, there were certain times in series four where she a, a certain even to the voice and everything. Oh you know, it yeah, something... it said it did sound like an older person, didn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and especially when he was doing, she was actually doing this. She was actually having to do the scenes where you had both of them on screen, so she'd have to obviously shoot them separately. Yeah, you could actually really, you could even tell even by the voice which one of them was speaking.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, it was damn near bloody perfect. It really was. Yeah. Um, I, Again, I, another use of the time line and
1: playing with time. Yeah, but actually. These, the, uh, since Stephen Moffat's become the series runner, mm. um, has been a feature, but does it so well? Oh, it got gotcha. yeah, how they're written and
0: always something just slightly new. That's that's I think that's what the, the interesting thing is. It's been introducing just little new things every now and again, just to keep it fresh. Really,
1: it's and different ways of doing that, yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say, too. I mean, obviously, we, we spoke about Mark Gatiss and that was a big improvement on, on his previous Who story. Um, Tom McRae wrote The Go Who to... and this was a vast improvement on his last Who entry, um, yeah, which was Rise of the Silent in the Age of Steel. Um, which I must be honest, I didn't really sort of care for too much. I don't, I, I didn't really dislike it, I just thought it wasn't that great, no. To be honest, um, but I, th- I thought this was really, really good, really good. Um, I, I just can't really fault it. To be honest, I couldn't quite work
1: out whether I like the robots or not in terms of their. Well, I the idea of the hands or not. Well, I, I... suppose just because I because I'm not sure. Probably says that they're quite good because it it's made me think about them rather than them just being a stereotypical yeah. robot villain.
0: It had I think that, I think they had sort of gone to some sort of criticism. Um I personally quite like them. The my, my only um I like the idea behind it, they were sort of scanning you with their, the only organic bit yeah. on them. Um but then I would have thought that well, an advanced civilization like that could've created a robot that could have, that could walk faster.
1: Yeah. Although well, it probably didn't need to, because actually most people weren't running from them. They weren't actually guards, were they? They was those was effectively nurses, if you think about it
0: effectively, yeah, but you would have thought, well, most not...
1: people being
0: there actually were there. I know there were loads of them, so you could they could just beam in and surround someone, yeah. but um if you go out and walk fast, you wouldn't have to build many. but that's that's the only thing they've got this this thing about robots must walk slowly all the time yeah. that's that's one of my own personal bugbears, really, to be honest because you you look at robots um built now. Like that one that uh, Honda have built. The one that one that can yeah. remain upright. Um, that walks just like that. Yeah, you know. So um, I think it's just people. They
1: just when you when you're in that sort of thing, you sort of keep something to the stereotypical
0: yeah. robot. Yeah, that was the only thing. But um, the, the other bits I liked as well. I thought um, Amy asking for a phone. The doctor saying, no, oh, it's on the counter by the DVDs." I, I, it's that little. Bit of disdain in his voice that you know they're domesticating the TARDIS, yeah, which I thought was a nice little line. Um, And also, as we were talking about love and monsters, it was um, when that hologram was telling Amy about all the the various attractions, Um, and it was the walk speed death ride at Disneyland Clom yeah, which I thought was quite uh, quite (laughs) quite funny actually. Um, The other bits are like I thought the music was. Was absolutely brilliant. Um, particularly the bit when they first see Amy in that magnifying glass.
1: Yeah, f- I admit, actually, I can't. I'm not.
0: The music was really, really atmospheric. Really yeah. atmospheric. It was. It was not the usual sort of Murray Gold score. If you still got it recorded, watch it, watch it again. And just yeah, I might listen. have to. Again just now just now, listen to that? the music of that bit. It's, it's really, really atmospheric. Um, but it's also. I came into that one after watching, straight after watching
1: Night Terrors and the atmosphericness of that.
0: Yeah. yeah so there, was, there was a lot just... of sound in that one, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've just sort of then gone into this and I'm sort of paying more attention to the, this, the visuals because it's all bright, this one. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Complete
0: opposite to the previous one. So, but there were also bits of the music as well. Um, it reminded me of of Utopia, yeah. Um, with the use of uh, the electric guitar, it it just sounded very, very much like Utopia. Again, if you didn't um, pick up when you watch it again, it's a bit where Amy's running away from when she first gets sort of cornered by the robots when she leaps over the counter Mm -hmm. and runs behind. the music there is it to me it sounded very much like Utopia. Really did. I'll have to, I'll have to watch it again when I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> <And yeah>, yes. <laughs> and even some bits of it, again back to going to that 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 atmospheric bit, some of it reminded me of a Bond film. Like some of some of the like the later um Sean Connery Bonds. There's something about the score, mm. its very sort of John Barry. As well. I can't talk quite mm. Put put to, to a scene at the moment, but it, it just the the, the music staying in my mind, which is which is pretty unusual for me I don't really pay much attention to the music but um oh, I'll have to watch it and more importantly listen to it again listen to it again yeah um but I also like the the return of amy's thing So that is uh that is yeah. one a bit of music I really do like, and it was also like an acoustic um guitar version of it, which was nice um yeah, the, I mean, the music fitted the, the episode completely. I thought it
1: was brilliant. I and mean, getting back to the robots and the the hand being the, you almost wonder whether that was all written in there just for the the joke line about I've disarmed it. How did you do that? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it does make you wonder if they just did
1: that just to get to that joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's that that came first, and then. Or at least that came up with that came at the Id- the same time as the idea of. That they'd have, they'd do everything by their hands. Yeah.
0: No, I thought it was, it was. Um, I was quite like the quite fact that you've drawn the. Oh, the the face on the robot. Yeah. Almost
1: going back to Castaway, isn't it? And the.
0: Is yes. No, I didn't make that connection. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Just to stop us from going mad, really. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I. Think and the thought... effects actually with the both of them when when they when
1: he went. When the two Amy's were talking to each other, Rory goes outside, and both him and the robot give each other a look. <laughs> yeah,
0: and he hands Rory back the glasses
1: that he dropped. Yeah, yeah, I thought
0: that was a nice little touch.
1: Just like they was both a bit awkward being there with the while they're two partners so it's, <laughs> as it was. I thought it was brilliant. Just
0: what to do? I thought it was really, really good. Um, other good bits. I, I like the uh, when she went into the garden zone as well that I thought it was actually the whole story really was sort of like Alice in Wonderland wasn't it to a certain extent that that garden looked like something out of Lewis Carroll it was out of his mind it was in all the strange um shapes the trees and bushes were cut into yeah um but again it it was you were looking at through the looking glass weren't you obviously yes yeah you said it that way yes yeah so (laughs) obviously yeah um (laughs) No no doubt other podcasts have already made this connection. They probably did their podcast yesterday, which has taken me a full twenty four hours to make that connection. So <laughs> and, I, and I didn't until you pointed it out. To me. You've got an excuse, Go. you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, there was, yeah, there was, obviously, yeah, yeah. Um there were a couple other things um as well. It, it, there was a bit with um Amy making the sonic probe. Yeah. Um Oh, she, she said, oh, at the end she admitted, oh yeah, it is a screwdriver. She kept, All the way she kept a certain, no, it's a sonic probe, it's not a screwdriver. Um, that Right at the very end, when the doctor said, oh, uh, you need to use your sonic probe, she said, oh, it's a screwdriver. Sort of finally admitting defeat. Um, yeah. Now again, I'm surmising here, um, but is she the person who gives River her sonic screwdriver? I mm, don't know. For few, Yeah, for future river, I should say. So, don't know, just surmising, but... Yeah. Interesting. No, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It, now she seems to know how to build one, to a certain extent.
1: Yeah. I know, she, I, know she, I, know she, I know
0: she's had 40 years to learn that skill, but... Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who just, knows. Just, just, just a little something I... I sort of picked up on. Um, and I thought, I see the other thing about this is just how good Matt
1: Smith can be in terms of being cold to people.
0: Yeah, no, I, I was actually going to say that it was another time just, where, where the Doctor lies to Amy and Rory. Yeah. Um, and then just shuts the... Shuts the door. Shuts the door on her. Yeah. There's um, no
1: sentiment in... Whereas you fell in earlier who there would have been a, had to have been a happy ending where... He took one of them off and put them somehow in. Somehow, the TARDIS the, remained there for her to go into. Yeah, or a different tar tu- you know. Yeah, well, we, we've been there. We've we've been there
0: before, have we, to to sort of varying degrees of success, haven't we, with the, the parallel yeah. universe thing? Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad it wasn't really a happy ending. No, it doesn't have to be a happy
1: ending all the time, does it? Yeah, and just then at the end, the 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 scene where he just looks round, right, the last very last scene. Yeah. When Amy asks, where's, the, uh,
0: where's her older self? Yeah, and he just looks... Right. It was actually quite a, a, um, a very abrupt ending, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just like, well, we've actually got nowhere
1: else we can go with this. This is just... The Doctor has just done something. Doctor and Rory have just shared in something. Yeah, the, the, the Doctor's
0: probably not that proud of.
1: Yeah. And, and not only that he's not proud of the fact that he couldn't find a way of saving the, the older Amy but that he had then abdicated the responsibility
0: of it. Yeah. To Rory. Well, I think the other interesting bit was, um, you were talking about future Amy, was it was her um, not wanting her past self to be rescued.
1: Yeah. That I found odd.
0: Because yeah. If
1: you had that much hell, if you could just, someone could say to you, no, actually, you don't have to always have that. You know, that that older Amy would
0: still exist. You could just... go
1: back and be young again.
0: Yeah, but you would still... Have, have yeah you would still get old, but you would just have a different future yeah. you'd still be that same person, but a different future yeah, it, wasn't, it was it's it asking her to sacrifice her,
1: herself at a younger age nah.
0: no I thought that was quite an interesting plot point actually um yeah and another thing as well with the uh, obviously when they first found um future Amy, um, she was saying how how she she now hates the doctor for leaving her there for all that time yeah um but then you'll save Rory. Doing the same thing, yeah. So, you know, if that's if that's it, I don't want to travel with you anymore. Yeah, and th- sort of threw the um, the glasses to one side. Um, so maybe that is this maybe hinting to them leaving.
1: Yeah, I wondered that. Like, Does this, this was yeah. This this was like a pointer to to the fact that then there's bits in this now that they're seeing the doctor as perhaps not this fun person that is always going to be there for always going to protect them everything's always going to work out fine yeah it's it's more to the fact well
0: he's lied to them again yeah can they really really trust him yeah and I suppose to a certain extent it's his fault that their daughter's missing yeah or went missing I know they sort of found her now haven't they but not they not the, the it's not how they obviously wanted to bring up their child was it no
1: and he made little effort to to help them with that. Yeah, that's right. He's just accepted that because they know what's happened to her, that she's safe in the end, they should accept that. Yeah, that's it. But he he's, he's actually has been quite cold. Following on from the David Tennant, which was everything should be
0: happy and... Oh yeah, everything's going to come up roses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I See, it. No, so I... Th- to actually
1: stand back and say, well, you know, whatever happens has to happen. Has to happen, yeah.
0: well, it's all about. There seems to be going on to more of the, um, they keep mentioning that time could be rewritten, but they also mention, "Well, no, that this is a, a fixed point in time. I think there's a lot more fixed points in time, this series. Like the Doctor dying is a fixed point in time that cannot be changed. Yeah. So they are sort of more going back towards like the, the rules of time again, aren't they? Yeah. Now I thought I, I thought it was a very. I haven't listened to any other um, opinions about the Girl Who Waited. I haven't read any reviews or anything. I just I just thought it was a very very good um, fifty minutes worth of television. It's it's exactly what you want
1: Doctor Who to be,
0: isn't it? Yeah. I, I may I don't know if it's, if any sort of the younger and it hasn't younger lost view anything is, for not being no, part of a story no it arc. hasn't it hasn't I think it was better for it yeah to be to be, I mean I love a good story arc as much as the next person yeah. but it, you don't it, mind
1: if if say four episodes of a thirteen part series are story arced mm. or even five is fine but I think just this one has been slightly overblown I mean every the episodes have been good and the stories have been good it's just I just feel at some point in the future you're going to think, I just wish they'd just been a bit more individual stories. Yeah,
0: it'd be a shame to sort of... There's only
1: so many times the twists and turns are going to work. Yeah, it'd be be a
0: shame to look back at this series and think it was was a missed opportunity, Yeah, really, because when they had done the standalone episodes, let's ignore Curse of the Black Spot, Spot. but um, but these last two have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, I know the opinion was divided on last week's story, I don't know what people think of the girl who waited, um, but personally, I—I I think you'd be hard pushed to find anything better on television this weekend. To be, to be yeah. honest, really do. No,
1: completely, completely from start to finish. The acting brilliant. Yeah. Storyline interesting. Yep. Yeah. And um, the the view it gives you of
0: again of the doctor's character. Oh yeah, to be very good. Certainly. Um, I think the only, my only, my only criticism, and this is nothing to do with the story actually, it was the, um, pretty much like last week's story, it was the build-up. Yeah. Um, before Transmission I thought was, um, OTT, to a certain extent. Um, yeah, I mean, I... last week you were told it was the scariest episode of Doctor Who ever. Um, no, it wasn't. Um... And all oh, this week is it's a real tearjerker. Yes, it was, it was very very touching, but no, it did not make me cry. So um, no. I don't know if if, <laughs> if anyone else felt felt the same as that. But I just thought, you know, that that's I think that's the problem with television no, these I'm days. They they sadder, sadder oh, ones. Then. I think so. Yeah. Um, nice. I, I, I think though that that I think that's the problem with television these days. They've yep. got to, they've got to hype it, hype it, hype it just to get people watching because if it's not mentioned, um, I think mean, gone are the days when word of mouth was enough to get people watching a, um, a TV show. It, they've got to keep yep. advertising it and bashing over the head with it all the time um, to, to get bums on seats, really.
1: I mean, and I suppose to a certain extent that's the price you have to pay to um, to have a series, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, If you want something that's going to have high production values Mm -hmm. and cost quite a bit, then they've got to get the required audience. And to get the required audience, they've got to make sure as many people as possible know about it.
0: Yeah, that's it. And I I don't mind if they're advertising something as good as this, really. But um, I I think...
1: It's it's better that this is happening than it's just being ignored and shunted out.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So to the few fans that would want it, you know, yeah. sort of thing. Oh, well, if the people that are interested in Doctor Who will watch it anyway, so we don't need to... We're not that bothered about it. If there actually are... As long as, long as it's still a major part of the BBC's and a flagship of the BBC, then yeah. the BBC are going to push it. Yeah. It's the time to worry, Is actually, when the BBC start not taking as much interest in it.
0: Yeah, that is... Um... And it's probably easy that for me is, to say is. this because I've been out of the country a week and yes, had yes. no build up to this. Month, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it, it, it was sort of slightly over Yeah, this week to be honest. Um, but as I say, there's nothing wrong with, with advertising as the show. The robots heads. Yes. Um, as I say, <laughs> I said there's nothing wrong with advertising the show, but I, I yeah. think when they're telling you how to how you will react to it, yeah, I think that's taken just a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think we're all. Um, and also, well, I say, we're all grown up enough to make our own minds up. But I think you're also doing the younger viewers a disservice as well. Yeah. By telling them you will cry at this, you know, yeah. it's like it's like being lectured. Um, I think no, that they. And then if
1: you haven't, have I not enjoyed it as much as I should have done, or have I not understood it as much as I should have done? Yeah, is yeah it? exactly. Don't. Yeah,
0: don't put those expectations on people. Yeah. You know, let people make their own minds out how they're yeah. going to react to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. but because I, so I, that, really... that, that... Oh, I, I missed all this. So. Yes, you did. So yeah, I well, said so that's been my only, only criticism. And I say it's nothing to do with the actual episode itself, which, yeah. but, which f- for me I cannot fault at all. I thought it was. I, I I'd it was agree with that I
1: actually uh, both of them I watched the first time and really enjoyed, and then you almost did think to myself. Back to what I've said before on a previous thing when I've liked it and you think, to yourself, do I really want to watch it again now? But I've mm. actually enjoyed it because am I now just going to... Just going to ruin it for myself. Find faults, ruin yeah. it for myself and then whatever. But watching it again the second time, both of them again the second time, I've not found anything that... No. Has has made me not want to watch it again. Even now, you're talking about the music. Now I'm now thinking, all right, well, I might actually watch it
0: again now to see. Yeah. <laughs> to to that. So, well, I must be honest. It's it's, it's, it so it's, it's that I don't mind doing. Yeah, it's listening to other podcasts and and other reviews and and they pick up on all these sort of things, and that, it's made me pick up on it as well. Yeah. Um, and I say, I'm I'm glad I didn't miss out on the music yeah this way because it it was it was fantastic it really was it really was good um yeah i actually i really don't want to talk about this anymore because i don't want to ruin it yeah,
1: no, I was, I was really? just about to say that. It's, it's, while, while we're not being our usual set, <laughs> <laughs> shall we end this? No, interview? no, that
0: that will probably come in the next show. <laughs> yes,
1: Yeah, <laughs> if I, if I, we should have actually started this by advising people to listen to the other one perhaps first. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they want to end on a cheery note. Us.
0: No, I, I, unfortunately, as um, or fortunately, depends on which way you look at it. As Doctor Who is back, um, that is always going to talk. A talk yeah, exactly. Torchwood's going to take a back seat. Yeah. Uh, from now on. Um even though we've only got one episode of Torchwood to go. But um but okay. That's good. So shall we shall we leave this episode on a on, on another high note, shall we? Yes. Yes. Right, good stuff. Okay, well really as soon as we've um I've hit the stop button on this recording, um Paul and myself will be talking about um Torchwood. So but we're saving that for the second of uh, this week's shows. Uh, I think it's only fair not to expect you, you lovely people at home, to listen for another. Well, we don't know how long we're going to talk about Torchwood, do we? Two minutes, we? probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who, knows? Uh, yeah, who so, knows? Yeah. So, rather than make you listen for another two minutes or another two hours, who knows? And um, I it's going to go on for. And so, some people have already
1: lost interest in Torchwood to, and may oh, yeah. not
0: want to listen to Arthur rambling on. So they can they can
1: choose what they want to listen to. Indeed,
0: and not. indeed. So.
1: Okay, on I'm surprised you've got this far if you're still listening
0: <laughs> Are you talking to me now? <laughs> yeah. no, no, sorry I was talking to myself <laughs> Right Okay, so um, we're going to leave this right now so we can get cracking on, on our, uh, recording our next episode So, um, for the time being it is goodbye from me, Phil And au revoir from me, Paul <laughs> Auf Want to leave any feedback about the Who's He podcast or about Doctor Who in general, please visit our website, which is www.whos-he.co.uk, or you can follow us on Twitter by searching username underscore podcast.